This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friend James Bean and SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com carries seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, and with Crypto Wednesdays, James Bean's vault, and the Easy Peasy credit card checkout, you cannot go wrong with SeedsHereNow.com. If you look like a pirate because you lost an eye to a grow room injury, now's a good time to click subscribe. Yeah, welcome back, podcast world. I'm your host, my friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 778 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about different light cycles. Before we jump into that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of my friends who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Dio. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Canna Reaper. I want to send a big thank you shout out to Mobius Grows. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to G7 and Aaron. I want to send a big thank you to Simeon and Dreadlock Farmer. Let's send a thank you to Noah N and Green Goblin Grows. I want to send a high five and a thank you shout out to my buddy ADHD Grower. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Stoned Trout Bomb. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the podcast on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it super easy for all of my friends to support the podcast. I do want to start off by saying thank you to everybody who supported the Black Friday sale. That's right. If you listened to the last episode, I did mention a Black Friday sale at Irie Direct. That sale has been great. It will continue for a couple of days after this episode comes out. There will be Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and then it'll just be kind of Stoner Tuesday and Lingering Wednesday. Then we'll probably have to wrap up the sale pretty quickly after that. But thank you for the huge support. The sale is still going on. Everybody that did purchase beans from that sale did get freebies. Everybody gets freebies every time you order from iRe Direct. A lot of those people will get freebies that are tester seeds. They are clearly labeled that they are tester seeds. A lot of them will come with a, pl- a pamphlet that tells you what I hope will happen and what I expect of those tester seeds. It's not a requirement. It's nothing I really uh, require you to do, but it would be cool if when you get those tester seeds, if you go to my Discord and post some pictures of the progress, post some pictures to social media of those tester beans, they are a free gift to you, but in return, I would love some photography, maybe a grow report. So if you did get those tester beans in the package without the pamphlet, please join the Discord. All the info will be there. If you did get the pamphlet that I recently got printed, it took a while to get that here because of holiday shipping, but most of the orders did come with a tester pamphlet. If you got testers, please join the Discord and post your pictures. And I guess that is a good way to segue into talking about uh, my new method of doing tester seeds. I have been overwhelmed with tester applications. A lot of people want to run tester seeds for me. I appreciate it. I enjoy that you are so enthusiastic about my brand and that you've got so much trust in my product that you're willing to run testers before I've even tried them. We're putting out brand new shit. Thank you for the enthusiasm. One of the things that happens is I select a lot of testers. I send them seeds and only about maybe 50 or 60% of those testers will actually reply and put pictures and post pictures of the progress of the plants 
on any form of social media. It's like a, I make a lot of donations with brand new seeds is kind of what it feels like. Since I was making a lot of donations with the seeds and people would fail to continue correspondence, I've decided just to give the testers away with orders. If you're purchasing seeds from Irie Direct, there's a good chance you'll get a pack of tester seeds in that order. Those are free. You've got some brand new stuff. You've got things that a lot of people do not have. You've got things that are not for sale at this time if you've got testers. You're getting those because I want those ran. You can run them at your leisure. You can run them now. You can run them later. But when you run them, just tag me, post some pictures, maybe join the Discord. That will help me determine if those seeds are worth putting out to the general public. I can grow them. I know they grow well for me, but what do they do for you? Are they successful in your garden? Are there any problems? Is there anything I should notice? Anything that may make me not want to put those seeds out? I need a bunch of people to grow those. And the easiest way is to include them with paid orders and let people get them as a free gift, as a free thank you. In the future, I may add tester seeds to the website for a very low price. Uh, I've learned that people respect things they pay for a lot more than free things. So I will get more communication, more correspondence, more feedback if I just give them to you as a gift with your paid order or if I charge you just a minimum price for those tester seeds. So we will be changing up the way we do testers here. If you are testing, if you're running test seeds, if you've been involved, I still want all of your feedback, all of your reports. Please send all of that to the Discord server. Join my Discord. There's a link in the show notes in the video description. Join the Discord server, find the tester tab, and please post away. Post weekly grow reports, weekly pictures, weekly updates, anything that you think I should know about that strain that anybody else growing that strain may want to know, anything that is helpful, useful, any sort of advice, guidance, or tips you can give if it was amazing, or even if you saw something terrible in a seed line that I gave you as a tester, please report that. I don't just want good feedback. Don't worry about the ego. This is real testing. We need to know if those seeds are worth uh, worthy and worthwhile to send to other growers. If they don't work well for you, let us know so I can consider holding them back and not putting them out to the public. That is what a responsible breeder should do. So that is a long ramble on. You're going to get some testers in your packages, and the testers may appear on the website in the near future for a small price. All I'm asking for in return is photos and grow reports. You're gonna get really low priced and basically free seeds in exchange for quality grow reports and high quality photos. That's all I ask of, so please help me out. All right, well, let's move forward. That felt like that took a lot longer than it should have. Uh, did I mention that every order at iRedirect does get free beans? I think I said that, but that is on the notes. Wanted to make sure. Oh, one more thing I should mention. I hope everybody had a happy holiday season. I am recording right after the Thanksgiving holiday. I don't know if you celebrate that, but my family had a great holiday gathering. We had some good food, some good times. Shout out to everybody who gathered for that. Also, after that, I was gifted a piece of medicated pumpkin pie. When one of my friends said that they made pumpkin pie and they infused it with ganja, you know that I had to take a fat slice of that. I ate that about 40 minutes ago and I can honestly feel it starting to work now. As I'm doing the intro to the show here, I have no idea how long I've been recording. It could have been 15 minutes or it could have been three hours at this point. I really do not know, but it's going to be a great podcast because medicated pumpkin pie. All right, I've got one more fun thing I want to ramble about here before we segue into the main topic of this podcast. I want to give a big shout out to my friends at Comedy Works, and I also want to give a big shout out to Big J Okerson. I took the lovely Zara, Miss Dread Vibes, Mrs. Irie, as you guys also call her. I got to take her to see Big J Okerson at Comedy Works on Saturday night at the Late Show, and it was a great time. The staff and crew at Comedy Works 
treat myself and Miss Dread Vibes like we are royalty. Uh, they treat us like rock stars. It was a great time. Thank you guys. If anybody from Comedy Works hears this, thank you. I always have a great time at that club. It is the best comedy club on the planet. You guys treat me well. You do it right. It is always a good show at Comedy Works. You guys go to Comedy Works. Free advertising for the club right there. But also a big shout out to, I, I should also give a big shout out to Zara, uh, Miss Dread Vibes. Uh, lovely, lovely date for the evening. That was a great time. Uh, she's got dreadlocks. I've got dreadlocks. Big J Okerson did about an hour worth of material. I think the first 15 or 20 minutes of that was just him roasting myself and Miss Dread Vibes, Mrs. Irie, Zara, whatever you'd like to call her. We got roasted. Uh, he made a bunch of great jokes about our dreadlocks, about just cliche dreadlock shit. Um, that's the second time that I've seen Big J Okerson in the front row at Comedy Works. Though I should mention I was in the front row. Thank you to Comedy Works. Um, I was in the front row for that show. That was the second time that I've seen Big J in the front row. And he actually asked me a couple of the same questions as he did last time. I was giving him similar answers and hoping it would trigger some memories, but the dude was so stoned, there was no way he was gonna even remember any of that. So big shout out to Comedy Works for treating myself and Miss Dread Vibes like a rock star. Big shout out to Miss Dread Vibes or Miss Zara for being a fucking rock star. Then also, of course, big shout out to Big J Okerson for coming to Colorado, crushing it, throwing down a good show. You guys follow Big J Okerson, check out all of his podcasts, uh, Legion of Skanks, The Bonfire. He's all over the East Coast, the Philly shit. All right, that wraps up the Rasta Jeff portion of the podcast. Let's move in to the email portion of this show. I've got a great email here in front of me. This one, I don't know if they want their name said, but it goes a lot like this. It came from the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. It says, here's a good podcast question. I agree with you, brother. This was a great question. It says, uh, I was just thinking about this. I'm growing some stuff from another breeder and some of the machine in the same tent. You have stated that the machine has a very strong odor. Can that odor actually change the flavor profile of other strains being grown in a 4x4 tent? The other cultivars have a very different profile than your machine. They are more fruity smelling. That is a really good question. Um, I have mentioned before that the machine does make gassy chemical aromas that are very potent and very pungent. Uh, looks like you're growing other stuff that makes a fruity turp profile, a fruity flavor and aroma. You're more, uh, you're kind of concerned about those flavors intermingling and crossing. You don't want that stanky, nasty machine to mess up the fruit candy of the other thing that you are growing. That is understandable. I do not think that you've got to worry about that during the grow. During the grow cycle, I do not think those terps will intermingle. I don't think they'll contaminate each other. I don't think that that will be a problem. During the grow phase, that's nothing to worry about. The plants are going to produce terps. The terps will volatize. Uh, the plant will continue to produce terpenes as it grows. Now, when we shift into the dry and cure phase, at that point, you can absolutely contaminate and cross-flavor the things in the room by having... Uh, maybe if you put the machine next to a strawberry flavored plant, some of that chemical aroma and some of that strawberry aroma, that may travel over. And that's just the aroma getting stuck into the dried buds. That's a little bit of a different phenomenon there. So I wouldn't worry about it so much in the grow. But when, is, when it comes to drying and cure it, keep those separate if you can. Don't put them in the same container together. You can dry them in the same room in the same space. But when it comes to cure them and you're sealing them, that's when I would keep them separate. That's when the aroma is going to transfer over. And it's not really... Uh, it's not, it's just the aroma sticking in the other one. Like if you've been around weed and it gets in your shirt, that weed smell is going to stick in the other buds, just like the weed smell sticks in your shirt. That is my theory. I don't have absolute science on that, but in my opinion, I would not be worried. I've grown 20 different kinds of plants in the same room in a warehouse environment. We'll run 20 or 30 different strains in one room. The aromas and flavors do not mix that way, but 
when it comes to drying and curing, I would keep them separate when you put them into containers because that's when your aromas and flavors could get a little muddled. Be very careful with the drying and curing process. That's where most of the flavor and aroma mistakes do occur. I'm not going to say your name, but that was a great question, my dude. Thank you for the Patreon support. Let's keep it moving. I've got two questions here that are going to segue us into a nice long ramble here. I'm going to read both of these messages and then I will kind of address them. This one uh, came from the Patreon and it says, yo Rasta Jeff, what episode can I hear more about 18.6 in late flower? I'm very interested in learning more. Thanks. Uh, the answer to that one is this episode, my dude, I'm going to talk about it in just a second. There's another question. It says quickish question. Do you think plants finish more quickly in the last two weeks of flower? If you switch to 18.6 or 1014. That's a very good question. I think you once said reducing light helps them finish more quickly, but in the most recent show, you said 18.6 helps them finish more quickly. I was surprised to hear this. I've done 18.6 many times and it definitely helps reveg and maybe more flower development, but faster finish, which is faster. Thanks again for the great shows. Still hoping for more strain reviews. Don't worry, my dude, more strain reviews are coming, but let's jump into this one for now. Uh, this is a good case of uh, me having been growing for quite a while, I've grown for a long time now. I've been in commercial environments. I've been in home grows. Uh, I've been in giant grows and small grows. I've been in tents. I've been in garages, uh, LEDs, HPS, every kind of lighting you could imagine. Uh, one of the things to notice here is that um, I've changed. I've adapted things. I'm doing things differently than I have before. Don't be afraid to adjust and adapt and try new things. So let's focus more on the main part of this question here. This is about light cycles. The first question is talking more about 18.6 in late flower. Then we hear another listener mentioned the 10 hours on and 14 hours off. Let's talk a little bit about flowering cycles and flowering times, why we do the times we do, and what we're hoping to achieve by altering these flowering cycles. Now, most commonly, we're using 12 hours on and 12 hours off to flower our plants. We're doing 12-12. Uh, that is equal amount of on as off time. The reason that we are running that 12-12 is because that's what we have noticed works for most plants. This is what is called the critical period. Plants need a, a certain amount of dark time to initiate flowering. Now, some plants that may be 10 hours of darkness, some plants that may be closer to 13 hours of darkness, but what we have learned from what we are breeding, uh, from what we have bred for indoor use, most of the plants we are working with flower very well with a 12-hour on and 12-hour off cycle. So that works very well for most of the plants. Now, a long time ago, a breeder known as DJ Short came and he taught us that we can see more phenotypical expression and more variation if we adjust our light timer to give those plants a little bit more darkness. That extra hour of darkness will show you, like I said a moment ago, more phenotypical expression, more variation in your plants, sometimes more aromas, sometimes different aromas. So there are advantages to running an 11 on and 13 off cycle. That's very similar to our 10 and 14, which our friend mentioned here. Uh, 11, 13, 10, 14, very similar. We're going to get very similar results. We're going to get very similar effects. The plants are going to get more sleeping time, less daytime. They'll be able to express their characteristics a little bit differently. So we've got our basic 12-12 cycle that most people run. We know that works. That's been tried and true for most of the plants that we've been breeding for a few years. We've been breeding indoors with these plants. That works well for the stock we have been working with. 
We've adjusted our rooms to work with the plants. We've adjusted the plants to work in our rooms. Most things that take longer or shorter than that have simply been eliminated by breeders. Most of the plants are going to work in 12-12. Now we've got our 11-13 or 10-14, which is going to show you a little bit more phenotypical expression. Now the new thing that I have been working with is I do 12 hours on and 12 hours off for most of the flowering cycle, just like most of you guys are doing. Then at the end of that cycle, when I begin to flush my plants, which is a whole nother controversial topic, which we'll talk about in the future, when I begin to flush my plants, I will put my light cycle back on 18 hours on and six hours off. Now that sounds crazy to a lot of people. A lot of people have given me uh, negative feedback and a lot of criticism about that, but guess what? The people that said I'm crazy and that it's a fucked up idea have never tried it. They haven't done it. Because the only feedback I've gotten from people who do this is they say, my buds finished more quickly and they're more dense. Thank you. That was a great idea. So I'm only getting negative feedback from people who refuse to try it. The people who have tried it are liking the idea. So why am I doing this? What is my, my goal? What's my intention? What the fuck was I thinking? Light is the main source of energy for our plants. I am mostly making seeds in most of my runs. I discovered that I can pollinate a plant. After that pollination is successful, I can put my light cycle back on 18.6 and I can use my veg room as a veg room and I don't have to continue flowering plants in there to make those seeds come to full maturation. My seeds will finish under a veg light. Those seeds will reach full maturation under that 18.6 light. I'm not trying to grow flowers here. I was trying to make seeds in this run. So I turned my light cycle back to 18.6. I moved other plants into that room so that they could veg so I could have my next flower run ready. And at the same time, I let those seeds harden up under 18 hours on and six off. What I did notice was my buds, where the seeds would be, they looked like total shit, but guess what? I did not care. I was not growing consumable, smokable buds. I was solely focused on seed production. So I turned my lights on to 18.6. I noticed my seeds were done a lot earlier than normal. These seeds took about 10 to 14 days less time to finish than they normally did. I had more viable seeds. I had a better average of germination. I had thicker, fatter, better looking seeds from using the 18 on and six off light cycle. My theory behind this is that light is the number one source of energy for my plant. If I can feed that plant more light, it will photosynthesize more, it will metabolize more, it will make bigger, better, faster seeds. And that is exactly what I achieved with that idea with that method. So I thought, since I'm doing this with my seeds, couldn't I increase my light time a little bit in my flower room and kind of bang them out, make them a little more dense, get them out here a little bit quicker? So I decided to try this when I started flushing. Because we all know if we change the light cycle too early, you do run the risk of re-vegging your plants. That will happen if you let them go for too long with this cycle. That is why I don't do this until I am flushing. I know it's the end. We've got 10, maybe 12, maybe 14 days before I'm going to cut them. There will be no re-veg opportunity. The hormones will not have that much time to shift over. It will not happen that quickly. So what I would do when I begin to flush, I simply adjust my timer to 18 hours on, six hours off, and flush my plants. Then I pay close attention to the trichomes. This is where it gets really important. When the trichomes are ready, cut down the plants. You have to pay close attention because they're not going to be ready at the time they were before. They're going to finish sooner than they did last time. They're also going to be a little bit more dense. There's going to be more weight to your product. So it's going to be more dense and it's going to be done earlier. Why wouldn't you want to do that? In my opinion, that is a great thing to do. Also, if you do want the idea of re-vegging that plant, 
you've already sped up your re-vegging process. You're 10 to 14 days ahead of the game of re-vegging that plant. You can cut down the majority of the plant, leave a couple of thumb-sized nuggets and re-veg those. You're already way ahead of the game because you've been on a re-veg light cycle for 10 days. All right, so we have covered the three main light schedules which I would work with. We've got 12-12, we've got 11-13, and we've got 18-6 for the end of flower. Now let's talk about why I would do each of those different cycles. 12-12, that's basic, we know it works. That's what most of my commercial rooms run on when they're in flower, 12-12. That's gonna work for almost everything that we have bred, everything that's been designed to put in an indoor cultivation facility. Now let's talk about when I would use 11 on and 13 off. 11 on and 13 off is great, like I've said before, for showing different characteristics of different phenotypes. If I was doing a pheno hunt of a seed pack, I may consider doing 11 on, 13 off in my flowering cycle because I will see more variation, more specific characteristics of those phenotypes. It allows the plants to express themselves just a little bit more. That extra hour of sleep lets them do different things. Maybe one will get foxtaily, one will get a little bit fingery, maybe one will turn purple. You never know what it may do but I see more variation. So when I'm doing a pheno hunt, I may do that 11 on and 13 off. If I were running something from DJ Short with the blueberry in it, I may consider that 11 on, 13 off. Flow responded very well to 11 on, 13 off. A lot of strains will like this. Some strains may not react as well, but the only way to find that out is by growing the strain under that light cycle. So I would do the first run when you grow something, I would either do 12-12 or 11-13. So the first time you run a pack of seeds, either do that 12-12 or 11-13, both will be effective, but you may see some differences in that 11-13. I understand we can't all change our schedules, our rooms, that one hour may mess something up for you, that one hour may throw everything else in your schedule off, you might not be able to adjust timers, I understand that, but give it a run at 12-12 or 11-13, for the first time that you run a plant. Let's talk about 18.6 now. I never recommend running 18 hours on and 16 hours off on the first try that you grow any plant ever. Don't do that, that's not my advice. I want you to do that the second, third, maybe fourth time that you've run this cultivar. Don't do it the first try. The first try, I always recommend doing that 12.12 or 11.13 so we can see what the plant expresses. Then we'll learn the plant. We'll see how long does it take to flower? When should I begin flushing? Then once you know when to begin flushing, the next couple of times you run it, you can decide that is when I want to turn that plant to 18.6. Don't do that on the first run. You don't know when to do it. So the 12-12 works always. Commercial grows, I'll probably do 12-12. Pheno hunts, I'm going to do 11 on, 13 off. The 18.6 comes in on that second or third run. Don't do that on the first try. We need to learn these plants. Then I will do the 18.6 and I will see how the plants respond to that. Like I said before, some plants love it. Some plants will not react well to it at all. Plants that naturally grow dense and they get big, dense, fat buds, they're going to get more dense, fat buds. The buds that get a little bit larfy, a little bit fluffy, they will tend to dense up and get a little bit harder and pack on a little bit more weight toward the end if you use that 18.6. Another great advantage of the 18.6 is I think that they do finish a little bit early when you run that light cycle. They're just metabolizing more. They're photosynthesizing more. They're able to speed up the process. When they do sleep, they go, hey, I've only got a few hours. Let's get some shit done. So they speed up. So 
That is part of why I recommend using that 18-6 light cycle, not on the first run. We need to find out how long to flower them on the first couple of runs, then we can play with the modified light cycle at the end. So now let me back up and actually answer the main part of the question now that we understand these uh, optional light cycles. Um, the main question was, which is quicker, 18-6 or 10-14? And again, I'm going to recap, and I'm going to go right back to where I started with all this, and I'm going to say, that's probably strain-specific. You're going to get different results from each light cycle. You're going to get sped up results from both light cycles, but it's going to be plant-specific on which works best for your plants. I've never done 11.13 into 18.6. I bet that would be extreme. That extra hour going to the extra hours would be crazy. I've always done 12.12 12 to 18.6. Maybe try 11.13 to 18.6 at the end. See how that does for you. But... um. Really, I'm not sure which light cycle is faster. If you could do the 10-14 and then switch it to 18-6, you're going to see huge results there, but I have never done that. So uh, it's going to be plant-specific, strain-specific, cultivar, possibly phenotype-specific is going to be my answer for that one. Um, that message came from our friend Marco Esquandolas. Rai, Rai, Rocco. Bro, thank you for the great message. I do look forward to the reply because you always do follow up with more great questions. I look forward to it. Ladies and gentlemen, the email address, of course, is hotmail.com. Don't be shy. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know that I would love to hear from you. Uh, send me that positive feedback, that constructive criticism. Don't be shy. Once again, hotmail.com. Com. I think that is all I've got for you for this episode. Like I said before, please support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Make sure you check out the Discord. Of course, there's a link to the Discord in the show notes and the video description. Don't forget about that sale at iRedirect. Everybody who orders packs will get some freebies, possibly get some testers, some unreleased shit that nobody else has ever seen before. Anything else you might need will be at my website, iRedGenetics.com. Give it a click, tune in, check out what we got going on over there. My voice is burning out. I need a drink. I need a dab. That pumpkin pie is kicking in. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out for another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I'll be back next week with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy JH. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. <laughs>